Well, good evening, everyone. It's uh, good to be able to talk to you again about this uh, very important topic about multicultural Australia. And the uh, my role tonight is briefish compared to uh, Archie and Dan, who will be talking to us about the implications of the sort of statistical material that I'm going to present to you. This is material which um, uh, most of it I gleaned from, uh, let me see, Australian Population Association. Uh, the Professor Graham Hugo is uh, Director of Australian Popu Population and Migration Research Centre, which is based in Adelaide. And uh, I went to a seminar earlier in the year uh, just to get a handle on the sort of migration pattern. So the sort of perspectives that uh, I'm going to present to you relatively quickly will uh, capture... Uh, and not the uh, ministry implications of it that I'll mention, but uh, the patterns uh, from him. So uh, the population uh, mobility is now within the calculus of choice of most of the world's citizens as they weigh up their life chances. The number of Chinese travelling abroad, and just as sort of a picture of the uh, the changes that are taking place uh, for business and tourism in uh, 1981 to 2013, not 2003, and the total number, you, you can't read that graph, uh, but, but you can see the, the slope of the line. Uh, and within a, there, that's years at the bottom. You can see that it's almost exponential, uh, the number of Chinese that are moving out into the world uh, so rapidly. Um, this, this just tells you a little of the percentage of the world's population that are now migrating. Uh, it's growing by, it looks like, 0.1% uh, uh, every couple of years. So increasing num number of migrants, the sort of things that uh, you uh, can see. Now, that graph, again, is, not, is that clear enough? Um, you can, the orange line is uh, that's sloping up, that's the largest uh, gradient there. Uh, that's... Uh, south to north migration. That's, uh, most of the migrant population is doing that. The dotted line connected to it, close to it, that took off uh, in 2000, that's south to south pop, uh, migration, right, going from Asian country to Asian country, African country to African country and the like. Uh, so two key changes in international migration thinking, migration and development nexus, the connection between development in the world, the global village idea, people moving to places where they'll make more money, the development of, of nations, uh, emerging nations. And the emerging, the second idea is really important for us as we think about mission, the emergence of transnationalism as, a, as the dominant paradigm, not just one nation but moving from nation to nation uh, is becoming much more common. And there's the Australian paradigm, uh, the model of Australian-Asian uh, migration. Uh, again, well, that's not too bad. Uh, you can see Asian country Australia, uh, but it's recursive. You can see uh, permanent settlement, the top arrow, Asians to uh, Australia, but there is return migration, which is not quite as thick, but quite uh, significant. And then there's reciprocal migration of Australians to Asia. <coughs> The impact on ministry thinking of this sort of thing, well, we need to take into account training for export, don't we? I mean, uh, OCF used to do it brilliantly in the 80s uh, and 90s and earlier, um, but who's doing that these days? Training for export. 
uh, identify and cultivate contact points. We need somebody be thinking about where are the folk who are going back and how, you know, the obvious place is student work, uh, students, uh, the universities are doing a good job, the university ministries, English proficiency contacts. Uh, there are groups in the city that are now focusing on those students that are coming to go to university but need English to start with and now there are chaplains who are working amongst those folk, uh, bringing them not only uh, uh, the ability to be able to uh, help, help them with English, but also to bring the gospel to them and churches to um, providing uh, contact. Uh, that just tells you the net migration. Again, you, you probably can't see all the details. But 2013, you can see how much of that net migration is from, sorry, how much of our population growth is from net migration, by far the larger percentage of our growth as a, as a nation. Uh, Australia, a country of migration, 2011, 26% born overseas. 18.8% um, .8 of Australians born with an overseas-born parent, 2011. About a million uh, persons temporarily present in Australia on June the 30th, 2011, their census night. Uh, so uh, they are basically students uh, and perhaps some others. Uh, without post-war migration, the Australian population will be less than 13 million. Uh, 750,000 uh, Australians are overseas. That's sort of the, the, the flow out from Australia in terms of migration. Um, again, just a comparison. Um, I just meant to show you here that the cities, I've only put Sydney, I could have put Melbourne and, uh, and, and Perth in particular, but you can see the average in the big cities is much higher for all those categories uh, than the average for Australia. So 36% of Australians, uh, of, of uh, people in Sydney are born overseas over against 26 in the whole of the nation. Indigenous people you can see down the bottom as well. Uh, where they come from, uh, 1970, um, those, those circles uh, show you the largest group. The largest group in 1970 from the UK, a significant group from New Zealand in 1970, almost none from uh, East Asia. Uh, prior to the white Australia policy changing. Those people who came from India there were uh, uh, Anglo-Indians. Uh, look at the change in uh, 2011. You can see um, India, Asia, the bulk of the folk, still a significant group from the UK, and uh, that big blot over New Zealand. <laughs> Tell them to go home. <laughs> we're not racist. Okay, some paradigm shift things uh, in Australian migration, increase in non-permanent migration, increase in onshore migration, uh, increase uh, of the focus on skilled migration, increase in state-specific regional migration schemes and other schemes to assist the settlement in uh, non-metropolitan areas. Who was it was telling me? Todd, um, yes, was telling me that... Uh, um, that uh, the largest group of Muslims in Victoria uh, outside Sydney, outside Melbourne, are in Shepparton. Yeah. So that's a, that's a result of that scheme. Increased uh, settlement areas uh, outside main gateways, increased diversity of migrants, lots of different countries, importance of asylum seekers, the new issues, migration development, these are the sorts of things that... Um, we need to be taking into account. Uh, this just gives you a perspective of uh, the 
um, relationship between or the increasing number of people from from higher education levels um, within our migrant population. So you can see uh, Australia is about the fifth uh, from the uh, right. Yes, and uh, uh, you can see that um, the diamond in the, in sort of two thirds of the way up is where it was in 2000, an increasing number of folk uh, from. Uh, educated backgrounds among our migrant population. So that's a sort of a focus, which you could, you could tell. Um, and so, so when you're thinking about mig migration, it's not just asylum seekers, it's educated, aspirational uh, Sri Lankans, South Indians and Chinese. And where do they live? They don't just live in the... In the they live in the more aspirational areas and the, the way to reach them is not quite the same as the way that you reach the folk in... Uh, the lower socioeconomic areas, and so that's a, it's just a heads up for that sort of thinking. Um, this just shows you that uh, the, um, this graph, you can see that massive increase in the number of uh, um, skilled migrants. That's the largest gradient. Uh, the flat one is humanitarian. We help no more people humanitarianly than we did in 1976, just about. Per, yeah. I'm shocked too. Uh, permanent additions, you can see there uh, the uh, permanent additions, um, the, the two con the contrast is onshore and offshore. You can see uh, that there. Um, there's a humanitarian program, onshore and offshore. Um, the bulk of those people who are being helped uh, humanitarianly are those who come uh, from offshore, and that's drying up as far as I can tell from the latest information about uh, humanitarian visas from people, even genuine refugees from, from Indonesia anyway. Um, what else to note here? Uh, unauthorised arrivals, the big influx of boat people in 2013, 2013. Uh, again, the... Uh, breakdown of the uh, various forms of arrival and the net migration figure is the larger clear block. Uh, some comments. More than half the world's population now have formal institutions devoted to maintaining ties with their diasporas abroad. Um, so th that's a development issue, bringing back um, uh, skills and all the rest. Uh, so the countries are actually encouraging folk to come back with those skills. Ability of migrants to develop and maintain linkages with their homeland in, enhanced by IT sort of stuff and cheapening travel. The two dimensions, diaspora linkage maintained by migrant communities in Australia, so they send money back. There's strong links, um, Skyping all the time with folk back in other parts of the world. Linkages maintained by expatriate Australians. Uh, Kofi Annan, um, previous Gov um, um, General Secretary of the UN, the potential for migrants to help transform their native countries has captured the imagination of national and local authorities, international institutions and the private sector. Wish also churches. Uh, there is an emerging consensus that countries can cooperate to create triple wins for migrants, for their countries of origin and for the societies that receive them. Is uh, people are actually thinking like this, we ought to be on on board, we at least be thinking like it. Um, again, uh, some brief stats uh, just to show you 
just the bottom line sort of stuff, the increasing number of, over those years, 2006, 2011, uh, percentage change of those people who are doing midwifery and medical practitioners, 50% increase in medical practitioners, 80% increase in mid midwives. Why aren't we focusing on, who is focusing upon, working amongst these migrants who are coming here to train? We met, where was it, Rose? We met uh, oh, in a shop, Sri Lankan shop, on uh, the weekend, uh, a girl who was uh, um, here just to do nursing and going back to Sri Lanka. Um, What's the focus? How do we get hold of those sort of folk and train them up, bring them to faith and train them up? So gospel thinking, um, uh, encourage friendly uh, migration policy thinking, uh, see the evangelising and training of those who might return to their home country as, uh, as mission and focus disciple-making on health professionals. Guys, I think that um, <clears throat> that will do... Um, uh, I, uh, there's lots of other things. I'll give you a few emotional things. Um, ask you to. Uh, oops. Yep. What do you think of that? How, what, what's your reaction to that? Is that Lakemba? Is that uh, Broadmeadows? How, how do you feel? How do your people feel when you see a picture like that? So your your feelings really matter, because <laughs> uh, if you can't uh, you can't manage your feelings uh, because you're thinking you know ISIS and bombs and <clears throat> this is part of the process of learning to uh, um, be a cross cultural missionary. That'll do me, Archie or uh, Eugene.